Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. This is episode four of the La La Madness Fierce Review. Thank you all for tuning in. And um, if you want to holler at me or check me out, any of my other videos or um, communicate with me in any way, you can give me a shout out at on SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, IG. And also, um, I have some other platforms that I'm adding as well. I'm at La La Madness, of course. You can also check out the radio station, which is lalashouseofmadness.com, um, which will be up this evening. And also, um, you can check out some of my other various sources on Facebook. It is at The La La Madness, just to be clear on that. So we're going to jump right in with um, basically the Fierce Review, since it's The Fierce Review. And we'll start off with Kenya Moore and her husband, Mark Daly. Of course, you know, she's been pregnant. Um, she got pregnant, which she announced at the um, last season or the reunion, rather, of last season's Housewives of Atlanta. So the new episode does premiere tonight. So in that case, I guess Kenya, I don't believe, signed up for this season. She took a season off and don't know if she'll be returning. So we have no clue on whether Kenya's coming back or not however the baby five pounds 12 ounces it was a girl by the name of brooklyn doris daly um the name she actually got from her grandmother so the middle name rather so the doris of course we know not gonna find a kid with the name first middle or none of that with doris that is after her grandmother who passed i believe last year um which you know, that's who raised her and that's who pretty much been in her life the whole time. As you know, her mother was a little estranged. Um, so that's a good touch to that. Brooklyn is where her and her now husband, Mark Daly, actually met and fell in love and blah, blah, blah. Of course, you know, cute gesture, named the baby after where you fell in love at. And also that middle name, Doris, after the deceased grandmother, which is a nice touch there. So I am um, happy as well, you know. Congratulations, Kenya. I know it's been 40-something years that you've been working on pushing something out of there, pushing out, cutting out, whatever it is that you felt like, you know, however was going to be the exit strategy. I believe she had a cesarean. However, you know, we've been waiting on you to push or, or get something out of there because you've been working really hard. Every season you had a new possible baby daddy, a new boyfriend, whether you was paying them or not, we don't really know because... Some niggas say that you was paying. Some say that they was just with you because you was begging them. I don't know. I don't know. If the nigga wasn't crazy, he was being paid. And you probably was paying crazy niggas, which is probably what happened. At the end of the day, don't know if this guy is paid or not. I mean, can't tell you. I believe he has his own change. But in the pictures I've seen, he looked a little suspect. I mean, I done had one of them, too. One or two of them. Did I say one of them, too? No, I didn't. It's probably been a few that you happen to run across and then you find out, wait a minute. Do me and you like the same thing? Mm. And sometimes they do. But that's a whole nother show. So her husband seems to look like one of those niggas I've run into a time or two. But hey, a baby came out of the scenario. Congratulations to you. It took whatever it took. Wherever the dude came from, it was via in vitro. So we know you didn't have sex to make that happen. But sometimes when it's hard to, 
you know, get pregnant on that end, you have to kind of go that route. So whatever you needed to do, glad you did it. Glad it worked out for you. And congratulations to you both. Now, moving on to a little bit more interesting news other than Kenya Moore. So BBC News, BBC News, excuse me, reports that Grace Miano, M-I-A-N-O, which is a 50-year-old, and she is from Fox Rock, Dublin, which is, of course, not the United States. Keep that in mind. Okay. Now, she. Um, it was reported that a man named Limbani, L-I-M-B-A-N-I, Roberto is what they called him, um, Mizoma, M-I-Z-O-M-A. Oh, I'm sorry. I know I and that. So they just run the words together. They don't use vowels over there. So M-Z-O-M-A. Okay, that's the last name. Now, so apparently they were in Fox Rock, Dublin, and they happened to find him because there was an incident where apparently he was murdered. Mm-hmm. And the person that murdered 20-something-year-old, um, we're going to call him Roberto because that's what they have him in quotations. I guess that's his other name because we know we have them other names too. So Roberto ended up getting sliced and diced by Grace. Grace was not being graceful that day, clearly, because Grace was not with the shit. So let me tell you what happened. So apparently Roberto stole Grace's iPhone. Now, what happened to Roberto is that he ended up, when police found him, they found him with his penis cut off, his testicles cut out and on the fireplace. Yeah, she had them shit sitting up there like a Christmas stocking, like a ornament, like chilling, like he was an air freshener. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Not funny because somebody died, but child, imagine that shit there. You just come on in and it's balls on the fireplace, a penis is gone, and she cut the dude eyelids. So clearly, you're going to see what's going on forever. Forever. As I cut your balls off, you're going to have to watch me do it. You can't even close your eyes and be like, Lord, I don't want to see it. No, you're going to watch this. Watch it. Okay. So, I feel sorry for Roberto. Condolences to his family. You know, let us not steal phones in the future. We know in the hood, that is how that would have went down. I mean, usually a nigga would have just shot you and kept it pushing. She had a knife on hand, by the way, so she just took hand took and did what she felt like she needed to do at the time in in regards to because you know in some countries people get their hands cut off if you're stealing they get certain things done to them in various ways that are sometimes of course violent violence happens with guns knives and hands and fingertips and all that in this case um roberto didn't make it he stole the iphone and uh he got his eyelids cut off and then after he got his eyelids cut off the penis went Cause I'm sure she made him watch that part. Um, yeah. So rule of thumb, don't steal because there's people out there like grace and grace. Matter of fact, I saw the picture of grace too. Let me tell you. Grace is chocolate with a blonde wig on at the court date. Yeah. Grace showed up and showed out. She was just in there chilling. Little chocolate thing with her blonde wig on. But Grace looked like a wonderful little 50-year-old grandmother. 
Mm-mm. Grace cut his shit smooth off. Last person did that was Lorraine and Bobby. She threw it in the bushes and then he was able to sew his shit back on and start making porn. So it helped the nigga more than it hurt him in that case. But in this case, the nigga won't be able to see another day because she made sure when she cut them damn eyelids off, he would have to, you know, see what was going on. But that would be the last thing he saw about an iPhone. Or she could have just slapped him a little bit or something. She didn't have to slice and dice. What they say on the scary movie? Slash and gash, put a hole in your ass. Like, <laughs> clearly. Clearly. Okay, so Grace, um, she pulled the Shakita from Belly Move. Now, everybody know that part when Lennox was at the crib and all the folks ran through. They were trying to do what they needed to do to get Lennox. Because they know he Lennox wasn't going down without a fight. Lennox is with the shit. He was ready. He had the camera system, had the guns, the straps, all that. But Lennox was too high. And them 50 niggas that came through did just that. Came through. He handled them up. But what fucked him up? A bitch like Grace. <laughs> she hopped off that motherfucking banister and commenced to slicing Lennox's ass up. She just did a little throat thing. We all done seen Belly a thousand times over, I'm sure. That was the hood classic of all time. But we have a current life Shakita from Belly in the form of Grace. That's 50. Now that I think about it, Belly came out a while ago, so that could damn well be Shakita from Belly. She 50 now. She wasn't 50 back then. Mm -hmm. Just saying. Just a thought. Anyway, prayers with the family of Mr. Roberto. Grace, you need to find other measures. Slap niggas or something. It was the iPhone. But that nigga gonna learn today. Guarantee he won't steal another thing. And he can't. At this point, because she killed him. So, all right. Yeah. Yeah, so much for these little laws over here in America. Okay, so they just go around slicing that guy's. Cutting off testicles, fireplace ornaments. I mean, all right. Now, moving on to a story out of Maywood, California. So, a teacher was arrested. I'm sure a lot of people have heard about this. So, a teacher was arrested in um, Maywood, California for fighting a student. Video is wild. I saw it. It's wild. Mm -hmm. They were getting it in back and forth the student was all over the room you know however the news showed the clipping of course the clipping at that what's with this little piece of hair standing up right here anyway too late now mm, y'all just gonna catch it just like this how i'm okay oh there it goes it's good now anyway so the video is wow i did check the video out it is off the chain uh in my opinion, the, some students said that it started off with the students um, throwing racial slurs and also throwing a basketball at the teacher and that they were both in the wrong. Now, you have a split, of course, you know, split sides there. One party is going to say you have some people that are saying the teacher was wrong because he shouldn't have put his hands on a student. You have other and that he's a teacher, so he's a professional. He should have handled it differently, blah, 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 blah. And then you have the other half that's saying, oh, yeah, you should have beat his ass because he threw a basketball at you. And, you know, he did racial slurs. So, first of all, mm -hmm, uh, the minute you threw a basketball at me, little boy, 
Um, not saying that the teacher had the right to put his hands on somebody, but at the point that you throw something at me and if it connects, that difference is if it connects or not. If it connects, yes, I'm going to jail and your mama is going to be coming up here mad as hell. Why? Because you're going to get your ass beat. Yeah. Now, I get teachers, they are way underpaid for the job that they have to do, which is teaching you guys. And unfortunately, some don't even learn the shit that they out there teaching. That's why they underpaid, because everybody ain't even learning shit. And that is not always, you know, some people learn different. They need other resources. However, somebody need to have been beating your ass at home. Because the minute you throw a basketball at me and that shit connect, I am going to whole ass beat your ass. Like a nigga in the street, which is what happened. Uh-huh. A lot of people with that, ah, he shouldn't have put his hands on mine. Uh-uh. Come and tell me so he can let me know and I can handle that. No, no, boo-boo. So you think I'll be like, hold on, your kid just hit me. Let me give you a jingle. No, bitch, I'm about to beat his ass. I'm going to defend myself. That's what I'm going to call it when the police showed up, defend myself from your bad-ass kid that you should have had home training on before the nigga showed up to my class. That part. So since you, because I got my ass beat at Prescott. Boop, pal, paddle, and all that. Boop, quick. By several teachers. Act up. That was happening in the 80s. I hated it back then. But I bet I ain't no ignorant motherfucker when it comes to common sense and knowing how to respect people and things of that nature. There are, you know, children. But I didn't beat my kids. Sure didn't. But they got common sense. Because I raised them with common sense. Yeah, now, you know, if you got four kids, like, one out of the bunch is going to be fucked up. That's just genetics, and that's just numbers. I'm sorry. That's just numbers. Can't help that. Sometimes it wasn't your fault. He just was messed up. But in this case, I am not. If my kid put their hands on a grown-ass person for no reason, and you're a teacher, and we are having an issue about a dress code, because that's what the issue was, and you decide to put your hands on somebody when a teacher call me and say, it ain't going to be no, oh, did you win? Who won? Ain't none of that. Ain't none of that. What happened? Mm-hmm. So he put his hands on you. That's what happened. Mm. And so you beat his ass. And so now you need to call me to tell me that that, send a note or something. You can send a note. That's fine. Because I'm going to beat his ass too. And did you beat his ass real good is what I'm going to ask him if he put his hands on you and want to throw balls and talk and be disrespectful and all this. That's not cute. And for all you Shaquandalins, because I know it, that was used to be a name that I used to make up and me and my friends used to laugh about it. Them ghetto names. Unfortunately, I met a chick named Shaquandalin. They out there. So if you have, you know, if you're Shaquandalin-ish, because mm -hmm. I'm a Larnesia, so I have that too. Don't feel bad. I have that same name, so I can talk about it. Sometimes we tend to have some ratchet-ass children that ain't got no damn home training. And that comes in various um, age ranges, various races, creeds, colors, nationalities, where you're from, all them things. They bad as hell if they ain't got no home training. And if your kid is up there doing what he doing, he needed his ass beat probably. Because apparently he missed a talking to or an ass whooping, whichever one you do at your house. But your kid put his hands on me, I'm going to beat his ass.
And that's exactly what the teacher should have did. And if my kid put their hands on a grown ass adult and they being disrespectful to the adult and expect somebody not to hit you back, you have lost your damn mind. My mother has always taught me from a child. Mm, let this be a lesson, too, since well, I'm going to drop some jewels on y'all ass. My mama told me man or female, male or female, if you put your hands on somebody, regardless of what sex you are and what sex they are, your ass might get hit back. So you need to be prepared. You need to swell up just like you swole up when you hit them niggas. And you need to swell back up and get ready to take that hit. Boom, because it's coming, bitch. It might be coming for you. That's a 50-50 chance. Which side of the ocean you on today? Because that other 50% might come over there and whack your ass in the side of the head. Now you're looking crazy. Okay. Well, all right then. So, you know, the teacher is currently in jail at this time. Hopefully, you know, that won't be the case and he won't stay in jail. You know, you just have to wait and see how politics play out. But, oh, you know, he is of the darker skin variety. So it's not like, you know, they're going to drag him to hell. But, I mean, the darker skin variety like to whoop asses. So I don't see why, you know, he's not in, in the aspect of that. You know, you hit somebody grown, you need your ass whooped. Your mama need they ass whooped and a damn training class or parenting class for letting you go to school and whoop on a teacher. Well, you didn't whoop on the teacher. You kind of got your ass beat. But at the end of the day, mm, there's that one little piece of hair again. This bitch getting on my nerves, Braids, You coming down today. Mm -hmm. There we go. Oh, got it. All right. Now, so at the end of the day, you need your ass beat, little boy. Little boy in California out there. I'm confused because in California, they whoop asses. I don't know what part he was in. He in that ducked off part where he was missing a few. All right. Anyway. Now, moving on to 50 cents. Now, I know. Y'all was around for that little stunt he pulled last week or the week before, whatever the hell week that was, when he bought them 200 seats at the Ja Rule concert, and that nigga was sitting there with a butt-naked audience. There was about 10 niggas in the audience by the time he done bought up half the seats. But the seats was paid for. But he had three stacks to waste on Ja Rule's ass, which was great. When he just signed a $150 million deal for stars to do scripted and unscripted series. And therefore, he already has power. That has grossed a tremendous amount, I'm sure. The royalties alone on that shit, because the niggas is watching. You got people now. You know, you watch Empire. And I actually watch both. And then you watch Stars. I mean, then you watch, you know, um, Power that's on Stars. Well, Stars, we know, has no commercials. It's going to be all the butt nakedness, all the keys of coke. Mm-hmm. All oh, that's happening. What's happening in Empire? They singing. It's like Glee. When they was talking about selling drugs. That ain't what happening. So now, you know, you have your different audiences. You know, one is a little bit more hardcore, one is not. So now, of course, we know Kanan got killed off in season five of Power, or was that four? Whichever one that just happened. Kanan got killed off, which is 50 Cent's character, which, you know, mm, at the end of the day, he's going to be having a prequel of his character from Power, which should be juicy because he was in a lot of shit. Every time I turned around, 50 was that nigga though. He either going to do all the way right or he going to do all the way wrong. Period. But now he has this little sequel here. Um, Well, prequel. That's cute. The prequel. Mm. The prequel 
Okay, which is going to be the one um, about before power. So, you know, it's going to get a little bit more grimier. It's going to take him back to the 80s, early 90s, before he got locked up when he really was on the grind and on the hustle and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the people he came up under and around at that time when he was first, you know, running the streets with Ghost and Tommy. So at that time, you'll be able to see a little bit more in detail. You know, we know he was set up. We know the backstory of power and blah, 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 how they had him locked up so they could take over. And it's net. But now, you know, 50 Cent is at a whole nother. I mean, he was, but he did. Kanan, his character, that is. In the, so if he signed a $150 million deal, you damn right, he better make a prequel. And you better make a sequel to the one that was before that one. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Yes. $150 million. Stars is paying that man. G-Unit Entertainment or G-Unit. What is it? G-Unit Film. Just keep it simple. Name everything G-Unit. G-Unit Draws. G-Unit Film. G-Unit Scooby-Doo's. All them shits. Cheerios. G-Units. Get you some. At the end of the day, you know... A good thing that he signed this deal. So there's going to be a lot of um, a lot more that you'll see from him and related to in relation to stars, the network, because, of course, you know, if you sign a deal like that, there's more coming right now. He's working on the um, BMF or Black Mafia Family Series. We all know about them. Mm. Let's not forget about the infamous BMF. You know what I'm saying? They riding hard for that one. But it's some niggas that still made it out. At the end of the day, call yourself something else and just do it. But then also at the end of the day, make a damn movie about it. You signed a $150 million deal and you in the industry. You can maneuver around a little bit, get a little information from the niggas that if you don't know all the information already, because you know you be swiggling through that thing. You know, groups mingle with groups, mingle with groups. Like, I know how it is. I can slide in from one group to the next and right back like I never left. And you know, you done found out all the tea and didn't even go nowhere. That part. So, um, congratulations to 50 Cent. I can't wait to see the new prequel that he's filming now. That's going to be about Kanan's character from Power. So, um, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of that. When it does come out, I am going to check out the BMF and the and the Vanguard. Mm, that's going to be interesting. Vanguard and BMF coming soon as new series from um, 50 Cent and G-Units. Um, films rather okay and that is all that I have for the first review but however I did want to do something that I call wordplay <laughs> wordplay is something um, or is uh, related to basically words that used to mean one thing but now in society we say something else so I'm going to be finding words that we use differently based on the time frame. Because my mama back in the day, she was born in 1940s. Trust me, shit back then do not mean the same thing it meant in the 80s when I was born, nor do it mean the same thing now. However, just want to go over a few of those with you. Mm. Now, this new thing, dripping. Now, back in the day, I don't know what it meant before the 80s or before I was born. Okay, back in the day, you know, that came through drip, drip, dripping. That was not a good thing. Mm-mm. If somebody says he or she is dripping, that means that shit ain't right. It's leaking. 
got a little stench to it, you're going to have some sort of STD when you get your ass up from that whole situation. Because they came through dripping. <laughs> Which is exactly what the doctor told them when they stuck that long-ass thing, what they called the long-ass Q-tip or something. Like this enormous Q-tip that the niggas have to get. Damn. So those that have been drip dripping before know that now the current term, y'all just made it sound cute, came through drip dripping. I don't know if you need to stay away or what, but you say that to me, I'm going the opposite fucking direction. I don't want to hear about your drips from the front or the back. Okay. Nowadays, dripping actually means you gloss up, you floss, you got the diamonds, you got all the jewelry, you is what? You doing it, you popping. What you came through dripping, you heard Cardi? Drip, drip, what? Oh, yes, dripping swag goo, you put two of them together, dripping, dripping. Yeah, you dripping, you just, just putting it all over the place, just drip, dripping. Okay, so dripping now you have it you know drip dripping is not a good thing back in the day and now dripping is great drip all over everybody <laughs> drip all your jewels i guess we talking about jewels now we wasn't talking about jewels back then but okay how about sagging sagging s-a-g-g-i-n that a lot of you people do um it's sag right so I don't like it in my household. That shit ain't never happened here. However, sagging, S-A-G-G-I-N. Spell it backwards. It's niggas. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Niggas is sagging. It's definitely not a good thing. For one, in prison, those that have been to prison or those that know a little bit about the prison lifestyle you know the nigga with his pants sagging is possibly going to be dripping soon why because mm-hmm. he's somebody's bitch nine times out of ten that's what's happening okay you know you sagging you want to pull your pants up mm-hmm. pull your pants up because sagging the opposite term is niggas now which means it's not good for you to be a sagging nigga at the same time. Um, So we have dripping, sagging, and how about saucy? Now, saucy nowadays, right, is like you sauced up, you what, kind of like dripping. What you saucy? That's saucy. That's hot. That's cute. Back in the day, saucy meant somebody had that, you know, the package, the little boo-boo, the little HIV, the package, the, the special delivery. You know, all that that we used to call it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had the swag. What? They was saucy. They was saucy. But remember that song, She Dripping Swagger? Why you had to put them together? You dripping the sauce everywhere? Like, I don't know. So things mean things a lot differently. How about gay? Gay is another term that used to mean happy. Oh, I'm gay. I'm jolly. I'm happy. I'm festive. All those things were good and gay. 
Now, gay is usually used as a derogatory term. Oh, you know, then it turned to back in the day. Oh, that's hella gay. Oh, you gay. Oh, you this and that. I mean, well, the thing is, there are really people that are considered gay. So, why is that bad again? So, now it's turned into a derogatory term, you know, which I don't recall gay being jolly now being a derogatory term towards people or towards this type of action. It's really weird. Mm. So when you go in different countries, when you go to different parts of the United States, different states, different parts of town, even the verbiage and things that are said mean things totally different. Like I, uh, in California, a, um, Dopamine or addict was called a knock. We called him a knock, right? Okay. Moved to Georgia and somebody had named themselves knock as their rap name, you know? And then I asked him like, so you on that shit or like what? So they didn't know what I was talking about. So I had to, you know, pull up some shit and show them this what that mean. Then they changed their name conveniently, of course. However, different things on different parts of the globe mean different have different definitions um so just kind of i guess pay attention to where you at google some shit before you go okay now ratchet ratchet we know is a tool you know the ratchet remember that little game ratchet and clank little fella cute now ratchet is the terminology for a uh i was about to say a ratchet woman damn i use it too apparently so ratchet is now a, a way to describe a person that's usually loud or um, something of that nature that is not cute or not a, not shown in a positive light and is usually referred to as a type of people or person. You act in ratchet, you're ratchet, you know, which means you a hot shitty mess, probably you ain't shit, all kind of stuff. But it was a tool, just like ho. Ho is a tool. Now people, you know, prostitutes and change from hoes to change, I mean, change from whores to change from whoremongers to change to hoes. They just drop down a couple syllables, like, or a couple letters every time they switch it up. Now it's a hoe. I guess prostitute was too long. People couldn't spell that shit because they dropped out of school and said they wasn't going to worry about that since they was hoeing. I don't know. They had to, I don't know who came over that, but. Different words, different places. How about shade? Shade. Mm, when people go, you throwing shade, right? So shade, we know, as in it's hot outside. Let me get some of this shade. Some people use an umbrella to shade themselves from the outside sun. Mm, it does get a little toasty out there. I'm yellow. I like to shade myself as well. That's good. However... You have, um, you know, shade. You get under a tree, catch some shade. You do all these things, stay in the house, really get shade. You know, you have the tree over your house to keep it shaded and cool. Cool is also associated with shade to stay cool. Now, nowadays, shade means a bitch throwing shade. You will hear it out. Okay, so now the meaning of when somebody says, oh, you throwing shade at me or oh, now um, that's shady. Okay, which means apparently you was hot or apparently they felt like you was too hot. That's what it is. Some hateristic shit to me is what I call shade. So 
apparently I was too hot and you needed to cool me off. So you had to throw some shade over here because I was like smoking or something. Like, what you mean? I was that looking that good? I was that fly? Like, what is it? Because shade means to cool. So you need to calm me down or pipe me down from being, you know, you got to throw that coolness over here, which is cold. We know, bird. when you be like, oh, that was cold. Back in the day, that was cold, right? Ooh, bird, like a heart got an icebox. Same thing. Shade. Your shady asses. <laughs> shade is everywhere. I throw a little shade, too. But I don't give a damn about nobody being hot or not. I'm just going to say what the hell I want to say. If the shoe fits, then it fits you. All right, then. Now, one of my favorites, crack cookies. We know what a crack cookie is, us in America. You know, um, and for those that don't know, it's in uh, the original time. An actual, actual cocaine that is cooked in cookie form. So now I don't know about that process. So, not going to try to be a chemist here. <clears throat> now, anyway, so I guess once it's all done, so they say, allegedly, then it comes out in cookie form. Then you break down the cookie form, then you sell it in your denomination amounts. Okay. Clearly, that's a crack cookie. People would prefer to buy it in cookie form as opposed to buying it broke down. You tend to, I guess they say, get more that way. All right. So anyway, now a crack cookie. Mm, a crack cookie now means an incredibly tasting cookie. <laughs> a real cookie. Like one that you make in the oven. Not on the stove or in the microwave. In the oven, a real like, you know, Nestle's, Toll House, Pillsbury, all them folks. Mm, just saying. They all make cookies. And if they good enough, even Susan, Kristen, anybody down the street can make these deliciously, oh, deliciously tasting cookies. And guess what? They can now be called crack cookies because they're so good that they become addictive. Like the crack that people smoking. Apparently that's what they saying is happening. You just say, oh, you know, these are just like crack cookies. Like, nigga, I'm coming back and get another one and another one and another one. Like everybody do when they keep coming back with them $10 every 20 minutes. Just get all your shit at one time. I'm sure people hate when people do that. Buying bulk is better. That's why people have Sam's Club cards. Same thing with purchasing a crack cookie. You're just buying in bulk. Or you can purchase some of Susan's crack cookies that are delicious out the oven. The real ones with ingredients like food in them. It's a real cookie. Who would have thought that crack cookies became real cookies over time? Uh, go figure. Anyway, moving right along. Now, blow. Blow. B-L-O-W. So now there was a time where blow meant cocaine. You know, they even have a movie about it. Blow. You know, blow. That went, you know, back in the day. Now, it also can mean kill somebody. You know, I'm going to blow his ass away. Mm -hmm. Got blowed up. Mm -hmm. Then there's also in the form of oral sex, 
when people say a blow job, I got blowed, you know what I'm saying? And then, um, and also the regular version of blow, which is to shoot out air from your face through your mouth or your lips. Blow. That's a blow. The original version of blow, before it became cocaine, before it became oral pleasure, all this. Blow. Mm-hmm. Who would have thunk it? Blow. Yeah. So, yeah. these new words, these new words, I tell you. You never know what will be, <laughs> what new words will pop up and... Being that I am from the home of Ebonics, mm, good old California. I remember, I believe, back in the day, they was trying to legalize Ebonics and make it as a language. But, you know, they done moved with the hyphy movement and all that, you know what I'm saying? It has circulated around the globe to oh, to multitude of proportions to where it's everywhere. Like now I'm hearing the lingo. I done brought hella mad out here down to Georgia. You know what I'm saying? Apparently, you know, you switch it up, learn some new things. Their words mean things different than what I'm used to. So there's always a communication gap initially when you get somewhere because you and these people don't have the same verbiage. You don't speak the same language, so to speak. So you kind of have to maneuver through and then kind of get this means this to me. This means that to you. And we can all come to a middle ground. Mm. But to hear the different variations of what different words can mean at certain points and over years, rather, as well as in certain areas is amazing to me. I find it to be very interesting. I can't wait to see what, what else words we come up with. Come on. Keep pushing them out, little California. Keep that Ebonics going. Mm-hmm. Keep it coming. See what else E40 got for us. Boom. Tell me when to go. All that. Yeah. Been going for years. Come up with all the lingo. Everybody be biting. They be liking it. We circulate the new words. Spread it. Spread it around. Everybody need it. All the Ebonics. Let's get it. And let's see what words mean what. Because back in the day, just like Young Thug and everybody wearing dresses and shit now. Was that that ASAP Rocky little outfit that he had on? What the fuck was that? He had some little scarf on, like the Erica Badu scarf and things. I don't know what was happening. He looked like he stepped out. All he needed was a silky press. That was it. He had the whole fit on, the scarves, damn near the dress. I mean, child, look here. Okay. Back in the day, that was not cool unless that was your culture. I get some people overseas, you know, that were the kilts and things of that nature. That is something that, that is born and bred in them as far as whether that be a cultural thing or something of that nature. That's not the same thing. That shit ain't in hip-hop culture, but it made its way in hip-hop culture. Demasculate the man and put their ass on some dresses. Let's do that. And then, you know, you keep pushing all this dumb shit out here. But I'm not saying that being gay or transgender. And then I also have a lot of friends that cross dress. I love it. I am here for it all day. All day. Love them to death. 
But when you are um, that you being you versus you pushing an agenda is two totally different things. If you are not going to wear this dress every day, don't play around with this shit. Don't do it. Either wear your dress 24 motherfucking seven. I need you to have the house coat and everything to match at the house. The little Chanel slippers and all that. I don't need you doing, you know what I'm saying, this here where you, you know, one minute you want to put this on, the next minute you want to come and be something else. Be what you're going to be. But be it all, at the, you know, all the time. Don't be a part-time. That's weird to me. I don't know. Can't tell you what to do. But, hey, I guess keep the culture going. There'll be followers of whoever's want to do whatever you're doing. And there'll be followers to do whatever it is that they decide to do elsewhere. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I still want to know, ASAP Rocky, what the fuck that outfit was that you had on at that little awards thing. You and every female that you have been with in the industry need to explain that shit you had on. Okay. Because you ain't been wearing that before. Where, you, where that come from? But we ain't going to get into hip-hop culture and the agenda today. Because I ain't got time for my page to get shut down by educating y'all too much. And other losing nigga news. Now, I guess next we'll proceed with um, the final question, which is the random question of the series or of the episode. And then I guess I'll just have to answer it accordingly. You know, no filter, no this and that. I know right now I'm speaking with my little good voice and all. However, depend on what this question is, that shit might change. Okay. There's your warning. We're done. Now, question, please. How do you keep yourself from comparing every other dude in your life to that one that got away for whatever reason? That got away. Well, I got away with that, that one that did it all right. Oh, okay. So the question is, how do you not compare people or other males or females? For that case, it could be anybody. Just saying. How do you not compare someone um, that you were with to people that you currently get with or that you have been with in the past? So say you've been with someone in the past and you continue to put everyone in that same boat and say that you feel like you have to have this, that, and the third because this person treated you this way and that way and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So how do I handle that? You said, how do I handle that? Obviously, I don't. I'm still single. Why? Because I refuse to, yes, I do have the, now, me and my daughter's father, okay, yes, I have my son, mm -hmm. in between my daughter, so me and my daughter's father have been pretty much together or known each other, whatever you want to call it, since we were 12, do the math, okay, so in between his long stints of going on long vacations, Okay, I had my son in between that time, one of our breakup times. Mm -hmm. And then, um, but every way that he treated me and everything that I wanted and all of that, what I expected, I expected from everybody else. Like, I don't expect you. He let me continue to, regardless of what he made and what he got, my I was taken care of, my son and my daughter was taken care of. That was no question about that. So he wasn't no 
bullshit nigga when he was not on vacation. Keep that in mind. Count up the time people somebody was on vacation saw the time lapse. The only thing that our relationship did lack was him going back and forth on vacation for so long. Okay, that's the only reason or one of the main reasons that I felt I had to leave to be able to support my kids on my own in another area. Okay, which I did not want to do. However, that's what I had to do in order to support and make sure that my children survived and that I survived as well through the struggle of single parenting. Okay, which um, I've always felt like that a guy has to like he still let me go to work. You know, he still let me, uh, regardless of what, he never tried to break me down and make me, you know, I was the nerd. I was still his little nerd with glasses. Like, that was that. I was not a nerd. I was quiet. I was still spunky and this, this, and that. And I thought that all guys, you know, were supposed to do that. I was supposed to be able to, you know, if I need something. Now, yes, I got my own money because I go to work. But did I, like, really pay for shit? No. Like, what do you mean? You want... Not because I refuse to pay a bill or refuse to do anything. That's just not what he had me accustomed to. He had me accustomed to, if you want it, you get it. Anything my daughter want or my son need it, I got it. Like, I didn't even ask for shit and it was there. Period. I'm not going to have to, you know, my daughter needs something. He's going to come in with trash bags and shit. Like, period. I got used to thinking that if I need something, I don't need to tell a man what I need. He should see that that shit need to be done and do it. But guess what? These ain't California niggas. California niggas are not going to be everywhere you go. The Or this, I'm sorry, that's what I experienced because that's where I'm from. And I feel like all dudes should be the same. They're not. Some places, you know, you got to break it down. Excuse me. Just because I got it together don't mean I got it together all the time. I might still need a, a little helping hand. Don't just assume. Do I need to tell you? Like, I need to break it down to you. What you mean? I'm going to tell you, okay, I ain't got it. I need help with this, blah, blah. And that's that. I'm expecting it to be done. I'm not expecting to have to fight with you about it, break it down, give you this long ass list of how you. No, I don't need to do that. I feel like it's supposed to be there. You know, it wasn't ever a question of my daughter could not go to daycare because her father kept her. So she did not get the daycare mm -hmm. experience. You know, didn't get the daycare experience. There was no daycare experience because he didn't want her to go and be around daycare people to have some strangers watching his child. That's understandable. Hell, some daddies ain't even around and don't want to watch their damn kids, period. So I felt like all daddies were supposed to do that, even though I had opposite ends of the spectrums where my son's father was not that. I would have to fight and fuss and everything with his ass to do anything for my son. But my daughter's father was not the such because we have a different bond. So, you know, I didn't have, it wasn't enough. He would pop right back up and be like, yes, and I'm back. And anything you was doing, thought about doing and all that, that shit shut down. Okay, so you just popped up after however long. And yeah, that's exactly what it was. And I went right along with it because we was together since we was 12. That was the look. I didn't have to question about if I want to go to work. Is you going to try to stop me from going to work? Is this going to be an issue? Because you don't want me to be, uh, you know, you don't want me to have my own. No, he still took care of me and let me have my own because I felt like I was doing something. But that little shit I was bringing in wasn't shit. That was play money. That was so I could act like I was doing something. Compared to what it really costs in order to support our family. Let's be clear. So, you know, I just think that, you know, I we never argue. He never cussed me out. We've never had an argument or a like, oh, bitch, fuck you. I hate you. It was never none of that. Never. So I never experienced having to argue with a dude or go back and forth. And, you know, 
what are you talking about? Like, we not two chicks about to sit here and have, we can communicate about some things and have a conversation and express differences. But what I'm not about to do is argue with a grown ass man with balls about some woman shit. What the hell? Know your damn place. You know, it, it's big differences in what I'm used to. And yes, yeah, so therefore, if if the man I run across, if I have to, if he make one wrong move, yes, I'm going to be like, I need to cut that off. Okay. If he say something that don't make sense to me, I will straight up boot, block your ass, ignore you. You will never hear from me again because you don't even know that last statement that you made. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Mm-mm. Or you act like you wasn't going, you know, I'm a single parent. If you act like you ain't going to hold me down with my kids, not saying I need you to pay my bills, but you're going to need to respect my damn kids. Yes, you are. Cause I don't know if your ass going to be here beyond next week, but they are that part. All right. So, um, you know, my daughter's father was good with my son. He took care of him. Like he was his own. That was never an issue. Now these niggas be trying to be part-time. Like, what are you talking about? I don't know. No, no, no. You know, I'm not going to be talked to a certain way. You not going to holler at me and talk to me crazy and try to put me down. Like, what are you talking about? Because then when I start hollering at your ass, then you're going to be looking crazy. We're going to do exactly that. So it's certain things in the relationship I refuse to accept. I'm not going to accept. Um, If I feel like I'm going to get less than what I feel like me as a person is worth because let me tell you a nigga gonna hit you because he gonna want some ass he miss you he all this a nigga can come with the whole but at the end of the day you want you want what i got you want some ass some pussy whatever it is that well ass i'm not talking about ass literally because i don't do the little booty hole thing i'm not with that because i if mm, i'm not doing the hurting part of it no thank you i'll take the pleasurable end on the front that part at the end of the day i feel like you know um, they want some ass. That's what they're going to call for. But the minute you tell a nigga you need some help, they're going to be like, oh, so, oh, well, I got, you got what happened? Okay, well, I got no pussy for you because while I'm trying to go handle what I need to do, I don't have time to stop what I'm doing, which is taking care of my own shit to worry about giving you some pussy that's out there. It's running around. Pussy everywhere. It's everywhere. Go get somebody else's. Do it. A $5 box and some shit. We talk about this $5 box all the time. It's $5 box holes out there that you don't have to worry about doing nothing for. But you going to goddamn uphold me to the same standard that I was upheld to when I was before I was even motherfucking grown. So if I wasn't grown and I was treated like a queen, me and my kids were taken care of. I was never cussed out, fussed out, none of that, which means ain't shit wrong with me. It's just some low-budget ass niggas out here. I ain't about to be nobody's goddamn side piece. I ain't about to deal with nobody's motherfucking husband. I don't need none of y'all. And the niggas that's single don't know what the hell, half of them don't know what the hell it takes in order to have a woman. They can't communicate with you well. And there's some sorry-ass bitches out there, too, so I get it. But what, as far as me personally, what I'm not going to deal with, I'm not going to deal with. If you say something that I don't like, I'm going to tell you, oh, I don't like that. Mm-mm. But if you keep on, oh no, if it's something I really can't deal with, like, I'm not going to deal with blatant disrespect. I'm not going to deal with you looking at me crazy because you just want to, um, you having a bad day and shit and you want to just nut up on a bitch. No, because I'm nut up back, bitch. No, we're not doing that. And I know, oh my bad. And I know, forgive me because we pose a ride or die and shit. What the hell are you talking about ride or die? I rode and died with my baby daddy too for years and years and years while his ass was going on vacations. Back and forth. I rolled too. What the fuck they give me? Single parenting. What the fuck you talking about? 
ride who? Ride where? And do what? But then you can come tell me how you hungry. Me too, bitch. What you bringing over to cook? Oh, okay. That part. Well, don't stop by here. Mm-mm. Because we ate already. That part. Matter of fact, what the fuck you bringing? You come into this motherfucker and you want me to look at you? And then, like, what are you talking about? Well, I got to think about A, B, C, and D, and you taking up my time? Well, especially, and you already know. Half these niggas got bitches. I'm not about to be your goddamn side piece for free, bitch, where? I don't give a damn about this 20 to 1 down here in Atlanta. I will be motherfucking zero to me. That's it. Let's do that. Okay, don't call you coming me halfway. I'm not trying to hear it. Half you niggas don't know about holding a car door. Open, opening the car door, pulling up a chair at a bitch table. Y'all don't know about opening a door for her at the movies and none of that shit nowadays. Why? Because your pants sagging to the motherfucking floor. You got to worry about holding them bitches up. And then, child, don't even get, look, <laughs> look here. Okay. At the end of the day, my opinion is do not settle for less than what you feel like you are used to. I am used to or I was bred to be loved from the age of 12 years old all the way until I was 20, 21, matter of fact. So that's a long ass time. And that is instilled in you of what, you know, you expect from a man because I know it's available. I know it exists. I know that means anything less than what I was used to getting is half ass and I'm more than worth half ass. I want what I'm used to getting. I ain't had a right relationship since I have got these niggas that's not on the level of what I expect to have, which is what I always had. Period. I never been disrespected in the street. Ain't no bitch ever been able to come to me and tell me, oh, you know, I was fucked. First of all, y'all bitches be out here letting y'all niggas embarrass the fuck out of y'all. Uh, if a bitch come to me, tell me about some, I was with, I ain't never, he ain't never let nobody come to me and tell me about he didn't, they didn't see me here, uh, seen him there. He was with this chick and that chick. No, not happening. No. We had a whole schedule in this motherfucker. A real schedule. That nigga came home um, at nighttime. Yeah, that part. We had a schedule. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm not about to be your little just sit here and wait until you know you're gonna respect me, nigga. I get what you used to. I get what you probably had before I showed up. I get that. But it's gonna be some changes and some rules and regulations in this bitch. Period. And he respected everything about me from my goals and my visions, my dreams, my aspirations. You know, he respected and made it easier for me as a parent. You know, even though one of them was his kids, so that's your job to make it easier on me. But I get that, too. Some people don't. They're single parents, single fathers, single mothers. The other half don't always show up. We know that. But, you know, he did that. So I'll be expecting that. I can't be with a man that I know don't take care of his own damn kids, but you want to sit up here and look at me. How the fuck? I can't do that. Being a damn parent, how am I a parent of two children? Who I'm a single parent for, and I'm a fuck with a nigga that don't take care of his own kids. What are you talking about? I'm not condoning that shit. Had a lot of that shit around. So if a nigga ain't taking care of their child, I don't want that either. So that just drops that down by a lot of percentage. Boo, that percentage just went boo. Okay, it's certain things I'm not willing. To. Now I could deal with everybody. Ain't got a car. Everybody might be going through their little struggle phase right now. I get that. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm a damn bitch. I get that. And I don't need a nigga to take care of me because I take care of my goddamn self. Let's be clear. I've done it for a long time. Long time. I filed taxes for quite a while. Mm -hmm. 
since I was emancipated at 15. Yeah, had a tax return at 15, did. And every year since then. So at the end of the day, I don't need you to support me financially. But I might need it or require it from time to time. Now, hell, if you ain't talking about, because you know what I'm saying, y'all niggas be talking about let's go 50-50 and all that shit. Sure, let's go 50-50 on it. Let's go 50-50 on these groceries, 50-50 on these bills up in here. You cook on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. I cook the rest of the day because, bitch, just because uh, we splitting the groceries, that mean I'm supposed to still come up in here and cook every night and wash the clothes and do that. That ain't 50-50. I ain't doing none of that shit if we splitting bills 50-50. Then people talking about, oh, we splitting bills 50-50 and that's the woman's job. To do what? To pay half the bills and still cook you, cook for you, fuck for you, and motherfucking um, wash your dirty ass drawers. No, that ain't 50-50. 50-50 is me washing my shit and you washing yours. That's 50-50. Or you take half my load, I take half of yours, we mix that shit up and do it together. That's 50-50. I don't know. But 50-50, you can't come as a man tell a woman about no damn 50-50 and still expect a hot meal and some free pussy. You want your meal cooked. You want her to pick you up after work. You want her to make sure that your kids that you got with somebody else is straight while you ain't there. You want her to do all this, but then you want to talk about 50-50 on some bills. What the hell are you talking about? Then it'd be like, oh, but I took you out to dinner this week. Yeah, bitch, you was hungry. Wasn't you what you was going to do? Sit down. You thought I was going to watch you eat while you talk to me and waste my motherfucking time? Let's be clear. And you think you did me a favor because you took me out to eat. Niggas be mind fucking the shit out these dumb assholes out here. I ain't doing it. <laughs> We's all the way woke over here, boss. All the way. Ain't nothing sleep about me. And I'm not going to settle for less than what I want or what I feel like I should get by getting some old low budget ass, half primed ass nigga. Mm-hmm. That's why I dip in the lady pond occasionally when I get tired of that dumb ass shit. This gravy over there. I might need to go back. That's why I'm single because I'm teetering right now, deciding if I even want to deal with that shit. Mm. But anyway, once again, you've tuned in to another episode of The Fierce Review, episode four, La La Madness. Um, catch me on SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, um, all at the La La Madness. Um, at La La Madness, rather. Facebook is the La La Madness. Um, and also, I am taking radio submissions at the time. You can submit your music to LM Fierce Review at gmail.com that's l-m-f-i-e-r-c-e r-e-v-i-e-w at gmail.com also um keep in mind that the radio station www.lalashouseofmadness.com as well as it's on Kirky station 93.2 on the app and i'm always taking new music um some of it will be um, actually getting listened to by me and will be on the show in the aspect of me talking about it a little bit. So send your submissions in, um, holler at me on any of those platforms if need be. And until we meet again, smooch.